Hello and welcome to the Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Archie. Your most favorite Archie. Weird kid Archie. Did you say herky jerky? I did say herky jerky. I just kind of wanted to say that word, herky jerky. Yeah. That's a good one. No, that's yeah. fun. It's it's like a not what is it sibilance like cellar door or whatever like a very satisfying thing to say. I yeah. feel like herky jerky's got that. Yeah, Akimbo. no, I can see it. Yeah, Kimbo is fun. That's a good one. Yeah, art arch Kimbo. I don't know. That's oh. nothing. I just had to a Kimbarch. A Kimbarch. <laughs> that sounds that like same mouth like, feel right. Yeah, yeah, it's so satisfying to say. It doesn't sound like you burped halfway through saying the word akimbo. 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 I don't know what you mean. That's our Simpsons style gag for this episode. I thought you were going to say that's our episode. And I was like, oh, episode, folks. Let's go ahead Uh, and wrap it up. Wipe off the grease paint. What? Yeah. We went down to every other week and now we're just really just blazing through (laughs) those episodes. Yeah. I thought you were going to say we're really phoning it in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, you know, two minutes, we're in, we're out. I'll just be playing RuneScape in another window the whole time we do this episode. Yeah. RuneScape, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, do you think Archie ever played RuneScape? Was there ever a comic about Archie getting obsessed with RuneScape? There was probably a World of Warcraft thing, and it was probably like Jughead. Or Chuck. I, I could see Chuck. I could see Chuck. Obviously, Dilton. Yeah. But... I feel like Dilton, they wouldn't even bother, because who the fuck cares if he's obsessed with video games? He doesn't have a girlfriend. That's a good point, though. What conflict is that going to cause? <laughs> yeah, if anything, maybe that he's girl like, that they shoehorn him into dating that's Veronica's cousin would also be obsessed with Warcraft, so... <laughs> that's true. They would maybe be, like, going on Warcraft dates together. It's like, what is that Tom Hanks movie? Um, you've Got <laughs> Mail. It's like You've Got Mail, but with World of Warcraft, where they, like, meet online and love each other but in real life they hate each other and it's all about oh my god having to come together like that's I've never if seen that's not that a movie, fucking archie so. comic i haven't either <laughs> i just watch old old commercials in my downtime <laughs> i am aware of this habit of <laughs> you yours, are aware yes. of this yes i watch old commercials from the 80s and 90s and there's a lot of ads for you've got mail you keep tapping your ring on your mug, and I'm going to have audio problems with that. I'm so sorry. Let me take <laughs> my okay. ring off. <laughs> it's also funny, because when I said that, your reaction was like, oh, 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 I know. Because no. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, the moment before you did, so I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's the second time, too, so. Okay. It's so hard uh, to not. Okay. Yeah. I took, no, I get I it. I took the ring off. That's now the key. Now I feel so naked, though. Okay. It's taking clothes off. <laughs> I'm just tapping my ring directly on the microphone, you know. Well, you've got the pop filter, though, so there's no sound. Yeah, it works that's out true, perfectly. that's true. Okay, okay. so before we get lost boys, in the weeds. Though. Yeah, exactly. Um, I am going to bring out da 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 a name <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite theme song. <laughs> Isn't it great? It's da, so good. Da, da, da. Is that just Manamana unnamed game? Manamana unnamed It wasn't game. intended to be, unnamed but game. I guess do, it is do. now. It kind of is now, yeah. Um. So this, of course, is the bit where I present you three comics, 
in yes. summary, and you must choose which of the two comics are real and which I have crafted. The additional challenge yes. to our listeners is, is that one I made up actually a real comic and I fucked up somehow? Let us know. I wouldn't call it a fuck up on your part, <laughs> since you're not going to like comb through 90 years of comics every week. That's true, that's true. Now, what if we'll I just call started- it a hilarious goof on your part. I'm going to eventually just get sick of this bit and all three of the comics will be real and no one's ever going to call me out because there's so many out you'll there. Just, you'll just pick one every time to be like, yeah, I made that one up, but it was, yeah. <laughs> it was real. Dan Parent's going to write in and be like, hey, now, I wrote that comic 10 years ago. <laughs> You're going to get sued by Archie for claiming yeah. to have written all these comics. Okay, so. The theme for this unnamed game is mm-hmm. Party Mayhem. You can see I'm phoning my title set as much as Archie is. <laughs> Party Mayhem. Thumbs up. I mean, it, you don't need to call it uh, any more than what it is. Yep. Okay, so mm-hmm. first up, we have Betty and Veronica in Party Smarties. Okay. Okay. Betty and Veronica are Some lounging. Some sort of party college, I'm guessing. <laughs> Yeah, this is when they have a fucking frat party at Veronica's house. And <laughs> they go to the school of hard knocks. And <laughs> there's a bunch of kegs and yeah. bikini wet t-shirt contests. It's great. Yeah, truly the American really teen experience. Yeah, truly the American dream. <laughs> That's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> College parties. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so. Oberto. Okay. Betty. What? <laughs> It was an old slogan, don't worry. (laughs) You and your old commercials, it's fine. (laughs) I'm an old soul, okay? Okay. Betty and Veronica are lounging by the pool at Ron's house. They're Mm -hmm. like, wow, we haven't planned any big summer parties yet. Betty's like, (laughs) "Okay, how about a pool party at your house? And Veronica's like, sure. I've got to double check with my dad, though. We don't want to mm-hmm. double book with one of his many social events. Always using the pool, Hiram is. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, yeah, very heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah, man, I hope this gun doesn't go off. <laughs> I know. Uh, what is this, Veronica's ask? I don't know. Chekhov's gun equivalency. So they go inside, <laughs> yeah. and Veronica's like, "Daddy, can we have a pool party on the 12th? And he says, "Mmm." Um. And then oh, they walk that... away, and Betty's That's like, it? what does that mean? Does that mean yes? And Veronica's like, it's hard to tell with Daddy. I'll ask a few more times to make sure he was listening. So that's what? cool. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> sucks, Hiram. That sucks. So we cut back to Hiram now, who's just sitting there reading the paper, and he's like, was Veronica just in here? Wow, what a cool dad. I meant to remind her that we're having a patio party for the Horticulture Society on the 12th. Okay, I see. So he steps into the hallway and says, big party by the pool on the 12th, correct? And she says, that's right, daddy. Oh my God. And they walk away from each other, each one of them saying, wow, I guess they were listening after all. Hiram, you didn't say that in the first place. (laughs) You can't be like, yeah, all right. So then we get a montage of them planning their parties separately. Mr. Lodge hires a string quartet. Mm -hmm. Veronica asks... Gruntmaster Chuck to play. Oh, yes. My favorite band. It's great. It's just a panel of her and Archie talking, and Archie's like, Gruntmaster Gruntmaster Chuck is in town. 
Who the like, fuck is that supposed what to am be? I supposed to care who this is? <laughs> um, is, that, is that like Grandmaster Flash? Like, what I the know. fuck? I don't know what that's supposed to be. Uh, once all the planning is done, Mr. Lodge is like, I'll double check <laughs> with Veronica that we don't have any miscommunications here. And he does okay. this by saying, Veronica, I put a reminder on the calendar. Don't want to end up with a party full of teens and adults. And Veronica what the says, fuck does yep, that mean? we sure don't. <laughs> so once wow. again, they've talked around each other. That I feel like at that at that <laughs> one though, you do have to be like, well, hang on, what do you mean? Because <laughs> Dad, why would you be inviting adults? And then he's like, what? You're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right, can't um, poke holes in this <laughs> airtight premise. Yeah, no, it's airtight. Yeah. So the day of the party comes, uh, kids and adults are all there at once. Horrifying. Uh, there's a few panels of, like, monocle-dropping society ladies. Good. Pies in the face. Mr. Lodge is literally paralyzed in shock, because Veronica's <laughs> like, well, we don't have to worry about Daddy's reaction for a while. See? He's paralyzed. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> But He's just frozen in spots. What's this? The teens and adults are having fun together? Impossible. All it takes is one old society guy catching a frisbee, and then everybody lets loose and has a great time. Does he catch Even... it and say, like, I remember when they invented these? Uh, and then the I kid's like, wow. And then the other guy's like, good Good say, old Inglethorpe. What a great catch. <laughs> okay, good. I love it. Um, Inglethorpe has got to yeah. be my next D&D character. <laughs> Somebody even jumps in the pool in their suit. Oh, what? That's not for swimming. I know. It's crazy. That's for wearing at fancy places. So, <laughs> Ron oh, and Hiram Jesus. are horrified. That their parties have been ruined, and Betty's like, no, no, guys, everyone's having fun. It's not ruined at all. <laughs> they didn't even notice. They were just so horrified. Well, then yeah. there's this combo line Betty and Veronica has where Ron is like, they don't go together like oil and water. And then Betty's like, no, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. And okay. That's the end. I mean... I would have also accepted peanut butter and jelly, but, you know. I know, right? Peanut butter and chocolate is kind of a weird pull. It, yeah, like, I get it, but also just go with the obvious, man. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to break free from the mold of peanut butter and jelly. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that was Party Smarties? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So now we have Veronica in Christmas Combination. We open. Um, I have the- no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> it's okay. The title gives away the end. Uh, it does. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Impossible um, to guess, but the gang is talking about the Christmas party the school has sponsored for once again underprivileged children. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how fucking Weatherby loves those orphans. <laughs> No, there's so many fucking orphans in Riverdale. Why are there so many? Hang <laughs> on. A lot of there's a lot of orphans in Riverdale. <laughs> all those, like, corporate, I don't know, meltdowns at the Lodge Enterprises. Leave yeah. all these kids without parents. It's like Triangle, the parents. Factory. That's exactly, yeah. Uh, I was going to say the parents are just Hansel and Gretling, their kids, and just, like, can't afford them, so they just, like, loose them into the woods. Yeah, well, they yeah. know that... The Riverdale teens love putting on events for orphans, so... They'll be taken care of. Yeah. 
So the children <laughs> will be hosted for a lovely afternoon of food and gifts, and Mr. Weatherby's gonna be Santa. Thanks for the okay, exposition yeah. drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to fuck around with Archie as Santa this time, or Moose good, as good. Santa. For some this reason, I thought you meant... I thought Hiram was Mr. Weatherby for a second. I was like, that's a weird Santa. <laughs> no, that would be very weird. <laughs> a skinny, miserly Santa. It's not really... <laughs> Archie's just going on about how wonderful Veronica is for agreeing to host the party at her house. So they can save money on, I don't know, the venue. A rental? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, because they weren't going to have it at the gym. They were going to rent a fucking ballroom or some shit. Mm -hmm. And those fucking evil-ass hotels charging the orphans for their charity <laughs> benefit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The hotels would charge them. <laughs> they would. Uh, <laughs> that's true. So Ron is just basking in that. Betty is like... What does uh, your dad say about the party? And Veronica says that both her parents will be busy with her mother's snow globe society gala, so they won't be home all day. Now, do you think that's just a fanciful name for something else, or they just are way <laughs> God, into snow I hope globes? they just have a bunch of snow globes. Me too. It's like a whole section on Central Park and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And then there's that magic one from the Santa Claus. <laughs> it's in a box like the fucking Annabelle doll. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't get close to it. It'll no. take your soul. Yeah. So uh, the gang, you know, makes plans to get together early to decorate. And Veronica says Good. that Gaston has already agreed to take care of the food. Because even Gaston wants to help orphans. Yeah, we just made up that they're orphans. Break that cold so. French heart. I mean, they're underprivileged. Yeah. It's, it's shorthand. It's Come thing. on. Yeah, in Archie's eyes. So the day before the party, Betty and Veronica are at Ron's house, finishing up their plans. Mr. Lodge Kay. storms in, all pissy. It's an I outrage. I've had the country club booked for months for the snowball snowball gala, but they've canceled us. Oh Betty's like, who the fuck is more important than you guys that they would cancel you? My question, too. Uh, And it's the Prince of Georgina. <laughs> Ah, yes. My favorite. Um, uh, they they make the drink Orangina, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's their national drink. <laughs> yeah. And then we get one of those panels where Med Betty just looks at the camera like, oh, this guy. <laughs> she mugs it, yeah. Gives <laughs> That's a literally, gym I look. wrote, Betty mugs the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. She does like a gym shrug and cockeyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, well, can we find another venue for the event? And Hiram's like, no, it's too late. Nothing will be available. And Doesn't Veronica says, what if you have the party here? Uh? Surprising both of them. Betty's like, but we won't have anywhere to have our party. And Veronica says, no, what if we combine them? Yeah, the house is huge, too. Uh, there's already plenty of food. Decorations are already done. Yeah. And it might be a nice change of pace for the Snow Globe Society to hang out with some orphans. Yeah, they've always been talking about how they should get out more <laughs> well you know they get focused on their snow globes and then <laughs> it's true they, they forget about the larger world that's not inside well, they look at this the snow globe <laughs> of the orphanage and they're like oh beautiful <laughs> snow globe but they forget there's a real orphanage full of With children. real orphans yeah. yeah they're like oh those tall there's only orphans in my snow globe <laughs> No, snow globe Orphans society. are in the real world. There's what? orphans everywhere. Not um, just in my Christmas carol commemorative snow globe. <laughs> I don't know what it's commemorating. 
is commemorating orphanage. Orphans. Also, there's not a lot of orphans in the Christmas Carol. I should have gone with Oliver Twist. No, I know. There's not any, are there? I don't think so. Tiny Tim is beloved by all of his family. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll and just move town, on past really. that. Yeah, everyone um, loves Tiny Tim. All of London. Yeah. <laughs> the town of London. <laughs> Okay. You anyway, know, London Town. That's true. They do call uh, it that. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Lodge likes this idea, saying he's uh, proud of her for thinking outside the box. That just might work. Runs off to make some calls. And Betty's like, wow, what a great idea. And Ron's like, I don't see why everyone shouldn't have a nice Christmas. That's true, okay, Ron. Cool, Ron. <laughs> really yeah. heart- heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. Really had to <laughs> plumb the depths of your soul for that one. Yeah. Even the see Snow Globe why Society everyone deserves shouldn't joy. have a job. Yeah. Even <laughs> orphans need Christmas. <laughs> so, wow. um... Our final page, we have a party montage where the <laughs> teens of Riverdale come together with the upper classes and the orphans. Good. The All pours and the Wonderful riches. Christmas celebration. Good. Uh, we see Jughead is helping Gaston serve food to the kids. Not eating it all? I know. Truly Aga? a Christmas miracle. And then we see Betty is showing the handmade decorations to the admiring society ladies. <laughs> Monocles oh, oh. firmly <laughs> affixed to their faces. I, I thought it was handmade, like handmaid's <laughs> tail, and I was like, what, what are these that? decorations? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's That's like, crazy. what are these decorations? These are okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yes. Alright. Yeah. Um, monocles, then- no popping monocles, huh? No, no pop and monocles. And then, of course, Mr. Weatherby is giving gifts to all the children who sit on his lap. And I guess the ones that don't, presumably, but we don't see that. (laughs) No, they don't get presents. (laughs) Yeah, fuck off. Then we have Mr. Archie. to get a gift from Santa. (laughs) Yeah. We have Archie joking uh, with Mr. Lodge to ask if he's going to sit on Santa's lap next. And we get a, "Hmm, of course not. From Hiram. He's too cool and manly for that. But then in the next panel, he cracks a smile and puts an arm around Ron's shoulders, saying he doesn't need any gifts this year with such a wonderful daughter. Aww. Very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's happy in this one. I mean, I, it's true. Like, <laughs> it's just so trite. I love it, though. Okay, yeah. so what? Christmas combination. Christmas combination. Party and smarties. Then party smarties. Okay. All right. So, our final comic mm-hmm. Veronica in Putting on the Dog. Don't ask me I'm... what that title means. Hang I don't on. know. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I was I reading this later and I was like, wait, I must have written that down wrong. Nope, I didn't. Putting on the dog? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. I double checked, I swear to God. Oh, okay. no, I believe you. I just don't believe Archie. That's fair. So, Veronica pulls up to the lodge gates and sees a big box outside. <laughs> it's a dog costume. <laughs> I don't know furry what party is. she's going to have. Yeah, okay. She thinks it might be for her mom's big party tonight. Wonders mm-hmm. why it wasn't brought up to the house, why it was just left out here at the gates. As she approaches, it moves, and she shrieks in horror that it's alive. But no, it's just full of adorable puppies. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. 
So wasn't she, expecting that. No, she is like, oh my god, puppies! They're immediately all over her, cuddling with her. Adorable. Mm, wonderful. She's like, some poor, desperate pet owner must have been unable to take care of them and left them here, hoping that we would adopt them because we're so rich. It's good, Veronica. That, no, well done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting two and two together there. So she promises to find good homes for all of them, but she knows she has to hide them tonight so they don't get in any trouble during the big party. Oh, so, right. Okay. I yeah. see where this is going. Yeah, later Veronica's uh, or later at the party, Veronica's like, "Wow, it's going well," and Hermione's like, "I don't know. I think everyone's bored." <laughs> and then in the party. foreground, we see some guests yawning to each other, and they're like, "The lodges are wonderful, but their parties are just so dull." Clearly, they weren't at the last two parties the lodges had. <laughs> yeah, all those kids and teens hanging around. And teens, yeah. That'll liven up a party. And so, um. Ron goes to check on the puppies. What do they want are... from these parties? Like, what are they? <laughs> I don't <Sorry>. know. <laughs> well, the puppies are Mud hidden wrestling. in the real, <laughs> the rear sitting room. Ron tells us, and then she opens okay. the door where the puppies are sitting there, and she's like, "Tee, they're sitting in the sitting room," and it's like, <laughs> "Okay, Christ. Veronica, they really needed the panel." They're like, uh. <laughs> "I guess so." <laughs> this one's really short too. Okay, um, they clearly were trying to cram in everything they could. So she <laughs> I got a few of those. opens the doors, though, and then the puppies bolt. Oh, no. They're headed right for the guests. She uh, watches they'll kill them. From a de- <laughs> no, right? They'll tear the guests apart. <laughs> <laughs> These she vicious watches dogs. Smithers is serving some, uh, like, you know, tray of snacks to people. Right, the puppies right. knock him the fuck over. Oh, shit. The guests uh, laugh joyously at that, I guess. They think it's hilarious that Smithers has been hurt. He is just the help, after all. Yeah, the puppies are just instantly running rampant at this party. But the guests are all (laughs) totally charmed by them. Weird that they like all these puppies. Shocker. that Uh, (laughs) They're feeding them treats and holding them and petting them. You know how normally people have violent anger when they see a puppy. (laughs) There's a a fun little panel where this guy's like, look at them beg. It's just my, like my junior executives when they want to race. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, fuck off, asshole. All right. Fucking Uh, Elon Musk over here. So Hermione is in tears at her ruined party. And Ron is like, I'm sorry about the puppies, but I think everybody's happy. And then she says, for some strange reason, the guest seems to like the puppies. What the fuck? Why? Because <laughs> they're rich, they can't like puppies. I, know, like, I love that so They have so no much. joy. Fucking weird. I don't know. I guess they like puppies? It's very strange that these adults like puppies. Uh, puppies are purely a... I don't know, poor thing? <laughs> yeah. So the party's so lively now. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody wants to take a puppy home. Okay. Oh, and at the end of the night, all the puppies have new homes, and the party was a smashing success. But Veronica is glad the night is finally over, and her mom's like, why is that? She says, because I'm dog tired. Ah ha 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 ha. Uh-huh. All right. So that's that. What a fucking punchline! I know. Really, <laughs> really nailed left it on you the on a zinger there. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nailed it on the dismount. Okay. So we so had... we had 
putting Betty the dog and on. in Party Smarties. Party Smarties. Veronica in Christmas combination. And Veronica in putting on the dog. I'm sorry, putting on the dog. What does that mean? I don't fucking know. So, Ezra, uh, which one of these is the okay. one I have created? This is a tough one. Oh, shit. Okay, I just also real quick Googled put on the dog. Uh, yeah. And it is an idiom. That what? means it's an, a U.S. informal idiom that means to pretend that one is very stylish or rich. Who the fuck? Who pulled that fucking title? <laughs> fucking asshole came up with that. All right. Well, anyway. Um, what guy working at Archie Comics was like, oh, I've got it. This common idiom. <laughs> this is the best. That'll be the title. Yeah, best possible title. Doesn't just sound like a perversion. Um <laughs> Okay. It just sounds like nonsense. I don't know. My guess as to the fake comic is going to be Christmas Combination. You got it! Yeah, it was the Snow Globe Society. (laughs) (laughs) I was so proud of that. It's very good. I was just like, I I very nearly did. I think it was a combination (laughs) that the last one was just so bland that it was like perfectly See, an archie comic i left like, out the horticulture society like title or whatever because i was like i don't yeah. want to give too much detail yeah well it's just like yeah the f- the first one was an exact like middle of the road like all right archie <laughs> yeah. and then yeah it was specific it was the combination of the snow globe society and i was like this is a believable enough archie plot that <laughs> megan could come up with this and then the last one was just such a drink of like room temperature water. It's <laughs> like, so short. I was like, okay, this is a perfect Archie comic. Like, this is definitely Archie. Megan's not this fucking boring. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to tell you in that first one, the pool yes. party one, I yes. left out some extra panels because it was it would have been too fucking long. But okay. The panel, there's like fucking four pages of. <laughs> Teens and adults partying together. Really? Oh my god. And it includes a caviar smothered hot dog, the Wait, grunge, the and dog string or the band. food. <laughs> oh my god, the food. Okay. And Jughead's like, check out this caviar hot dog. And Gaston is like, <laughs> agreed, um, Gaston. Yeah. The grunge band and the strings quartet playing together. And. Oh. A society lady getting a tattoo. Whoa! Yeah. That's a cool-ass party! I know! She's like, I'm getting that orchid tattoo I always wanted. Fuck yes, dude! That's so dope. Okay. I know. And there's a whole, like, secondary plot I cut out because it added nothing. <laughs> what? What? There's Mr. Lodge. <laughs> it's not really a plot, but Mr. Lodge keeps talking to, like, um... Smithers about how important communication is, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, Smithers, you've just got to oh communicate God. with teens. That's all you need." And then again, he's like, "Yes, communication. I think he calls it the uh, oil that keeps the wheels of life from squeaking." And Miss Smithers fucking is like, "Can I use that, sir? Like, may in I repeat what? that incredible phrase?" What the fuck? All right. And then at the end, Mister Lodge is like. But we communicated, and Smithers has the great line of, Sometimes, even when they're talking, teens and adults aren't speaking the same language. Uh... Different worlds. But if I had included all that in the original summary, it would have taken me fucking an hour. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot of fluff for (laughs) no payoff, it seems like. 
Absolutely okay. no payoff. That that was a good one. We'll chalk that up in the uh, fucking record books as <laughs> yeah. another Ezra victory. Fuck yeah. Okay. Getting better at that. I'm gonna change up my game. Yeah, you gotta find a new formula, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we can pivot seamlessly <laughs> into... Um, I have yet another installment of the serialized drama. Ar- uh, what is it? Archie, the married life, two worlds, two loves, two destinies. <laughs> oh god, I forgot the <laughs> Just whole gotta subtitle. remind you, that's the fucking subtitle. <laughs> um, and this is Archie Marries Betty, uh, issue number two. Okay. So we've done number one of, yeah, the other two. Uh, let me see if I can remember where we left off with this, uh, but... Eh, we'll find it along the way. They do so much fucking recapping with this within the text. Okay, so we open with Archie finishing up a set that he played at Fluky's Last Stop Airport Cafe. Um, Man. He's being very mopey about how no one could probably hear him because of the planes. It's like one of those okay. bars where it's like on the runway, so the joke <laughs> is that it planes are like always taking off and le- you know landing and stuff. Love those bars. We see, we see Betty sitting in the audience looking disappointed um, and, like, sad for Archie. Yeah. Uh, That's her cut natural to those... state, I guess. In this sad timeline. Dude, she's just fucking sad in every timeline. It's really rough. I, It's like whoever Archie is or isn't with, they're really miserable, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. All right. Uh, we cut to, or I guess not cut to, but we see the, the weird record label guys, um, oh, yeah, the that shady. signed Archie. There's like seven of them or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, great job. We have to start recording these gigs, which I don't know if that's, that's supposed to be a joke. That's not how you do that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you don't record the live show before you have an album out. Like, like albums aren't just live shows that you've recorded and put out. You can get live albums, but that's a different thing. And exactly. usually people like those less. Precisely. Because <laughs> of all the like, oh, you, the best. And then there will be those like four minute tracks that's just like chatter on the stage. Yeah. And you're like, I wasn't here for this. Yeah. Um, I'm not in Wisconsin. I don't Be- know. <laughs> Betty, uh, or well, Archie says like, no thanks, basically. He's like, don't waste the tape, and walks out. Everybody hates me. I'm so mopey. As Betty tries to console him, uh, but he just has, like, this angry face, like, mm, like, grrr, and uh, marches out. A piece of shit. There's, like, two panels. I don't know what's happening. Uh, there's, like, one panel where there's really, it's like a plane is near and then the record guy is like what's going on and then another one says what i can't hear you and then that's never talked about again so betty runs outside to (laughs) what the fuck i don't fucking know it's weird but she talked walks outside to try and you know console archie i guess and she finds him sitting on the curb with his guitar in the trash can next to him god at least sell it you piece of shit i know He's so sad that he's Ugh. just got to throw it out. Um, he's moping I about hate how this piece of shit. Ugh. He already peaked as a musician, and now, uh, or how there's just a ton of like dudes in New York just like him, and no one cares. Uh, he's very, very sad about his lot, and like also he talks about like 
the old high school group, the Archies, who thought that would be the height of my career. We didn't always play the best places. Hang on. I read a comic where you explicitly went to Los Angeles and, like, played the fucking Ritz-Carlton. Like, the Archies did great, Archie. But he's very sad. He decides to give up on his singing career, and he leaves his guitar in the garbage as he walks sadly away. (sighs) Once again, leaving Betty to pick up all the pieces for him because he's literally this time. Yeah. Yeah. Fade in uh, on Betty discussing the previous night with a co-worker. She's at work. Reminder, she works at Saks 6th Avenue. Funny yep, little pulling joke a real Rachel the... Green on us. Yes, exactly. Complete um, with piece of shit boyfriend that she should not have gotten together with. Yeah, because uh, we find out that he hardly spoke the rest of the night. Oh and he God. was gone by the time she woke up. Um, and she... she First of all, her friend says Archie is so talented, which is, like, not true. <laughs> Who is this friend? I don't know if we know her. Just co-worker friend. Uh, they're, like, sitting, drinking coffee in Betty's cube. Uh, Betty talks about how he's tried really hard, and it's hard for him because all his friends are successful, and he's not. And it's like, all right, fucking baby yeah, man. Yeah, terrible. Poor, yeah. poor dear. Yeah, really fucking, my heart goes out to you, Archie. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty still has not told him about the pay cut uh, that they've given her. Even She is like, even this cup of coffee is a luxury I can't afford. Uh, which they're Does really digging the like... Does your not offer you coffee? That's, that was Sack, my thought as Sixth well. Sixth Avenue doesn't offer fucking coffee to their... Well, isn't she like high up? Yeah, it's also like in a fucking ceramic mug. So it's like, I don't... Did she like get that... Get like a paper Starbucks cup and pour yeah, that in her mug, it into at a work. mug at work. God damn it. <laughs> Although I, I guess technically they did make a whole big deal about how they're getting rid of perks for everyone but the designers or something. <laughs> but I didn't think that coffee was like a big coffee perk. Coffee is so. not considered a perk at any job. If it is, quit that fucking job. Yeah. Like if your boss is like, well, we give you such perks as coffee. <laughs> Yeah, so we, yeah, she hasn't told him. Coffee's luxury. At this point, God. her boss walks up, kind of being a ding dong. He's like, Hope I'm interrupting an important business meeting, ladies. And it's like, uh-huh. All right, fucking less talk, more rock, I guess, whatever, the big nerd. And he asks Betty, basically, if she'll take a promotion, even though they can't give her any extra pay oh and please, she God. just wants her to do she should the, just say no right does the extra work please say she no buddy should say no because <sighs> but she doesn't she decides to do it uh because he says we all think a lot of you here and this would be one we owe you once things pick up don't yeah, forget they bet. literally cut her salary last week and now they're asking her to do more work for less money and so she's like yeah she she's like I feel more like a chump. But you are. Yeah, with the shade, she basically is like in this economy, any job any job is better than no job. But you have a job. I know. Keep the one you have. Instead of just doing more work, like yeah, exactly. Like just say no. And just What's be like, gonna boy, do? I sure would Fire love to, you? but I just can't make that work with my current like, ugh, Betty. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, she wonders what it would be like if she just stayed in Riverdale, and we kind of get like a fade out and then a fade in on the Lodge Mansion. 
where Hiram is trying to get Veronica to come into the office later today to do a report on Paris, where oh. she's been uh, like set up as in charge of European Lodge Enterprises. It's not clear. Yeah. She's in, been in Paris. She just wanted but, to go to Paris. Yeah, she's like too listless. And there's a whole ass page of discussion between Hiram and Smithers while Veronica swims in the pool like five feet away. And they just discuss her and how she's so sad about Archie, she can't do anything. Hiram reminds us that he tried to buy Archie's love for Veronica (laughs) and then alludes to the fact that he's going to try and get back at Archie since Archie said no like leave me alone cool, cool, uh, cool and he says as i recall i own more than a few shares of sex sixth avenue and it's like oh cool go after betty who i Jesus. thought you liked hiram yeah. like also your daughter's friend whatever uh obviously this hiram is a garbage man he's so garbage like so villainous it's absurd yes i know uh, hard cut to Crankshaft Motors, <laughs> your favorite location in Riverdale. I'm sorry. Oh you my took a God. Co- crankshaft. Copy right then. Yeah. Uh, Reggie is starting his first day of work for Mr. Crankshaft. Uh, that's Reggie? his fucking name. Yeah. Uh, Reggie's talking about how. This poor kid got so many jokes made about him growing up. He kind of deserves it though, from what we <laughs> learn about this dude. Um, yeah, Reggie's talking about, like, how he bought his first car from this guy, how he never thought he'd end up working for him. We get this kind of impression that Crankshaft is a bit of a snake oil salesman when it comes ah. to uh, oh, used I cars. See. Yeah. Oh, it's a used car dealership. Okay. I yes, was thinking yeah. it was, like, a mechanic, and I was like... Oh, that's fair. That would no, be weird fair. for Reggie to do. Yeah, That makes no. more sense. Used car dealership. Um, He's like, oh... I, as I recall, I lost money on the car I sold you. And then Reggie, as he like approaches this kid to like start selling him a car, mm-hmm. Reggie's got the inner monologue of I'm the one who spent the next three years paying for repairs to keep that clunker running. Mm-hmm. So clearly this dude's not on the level. Reggie kind of starts giving his pitch to the kid. And just as the kid's like, hey, let's go on a test drive. Reggie noitis- noitises? notices an oil leak. Um, and as Uh-oh. he's grabbing, yeah, as he's grabbing the keys, he mentions it to Crankshaft, who's like, hey, don't say anything. It's buyer beware. If they don't ask, we don't have to tell, which is like, all right, cool. Um, and then we get a fade out and fade in onto Amber. I just realized <laughs> we at Ambrose's chow house, which I just realized my voice to text did Ambrosia's chow house. <laughs> Which oh my god. It's a great restaurant name, actually. What if that was what it was called? That'd be fucking awesome. Okay. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, Ambrose's Chow House, where uh, Archie is having a cup of coffee and chatting with his old pal. Uh, Archie. Thank God very... he discovered this old pal of his that so he can go. I know. Not uh, drink at a bar, but drink coffee the... at a bar. Yeah, presumably he's This is what they're implying, too. right? Is that he's right. just drinking himself to death at a. <laughs> But it, yeah, just like the way that if it was made not in the 90s, Central Perk would have been a bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Archie, who's so fed up with how much his life sucks, is moaning about how hard it is to be him when uh, Ambrose is just like, yo, shut the fuck up. You're Thank full God of shit. Thank God for Ambrose. And he, fucking Archie, who's the biggest asshole alive, says, if you're trying to be sympathetic, 
you missed. To you which fucking not. Ambrose beautifully replies, no sympathy here. You've been moaning about your life all afternoon, never stopping to think how much luckier you are than most people nowadays. Which is really awesome because basically Ambrose points out he's very lucky, even if his dreams aren't going the way they want. For instance, Archie has Betty, a place to live, a refrigerator full of food, and friends. And Archie continues to mope. He's like, moping a lot fucking harder. He's like, I can't support those things, though. And I resent my friends because they're more successful and I'm a loser. And Ambrose is like, (laughs) Ambrose is like, Oh my fucking god, no one grows up and gets the life that they thought they would as a kid. I wanted to own a fancy restaurant or a rock club. <laughs> the two ends of the spectrum. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, there, then real quick, I just need to notice or mention a dude who is eating uh, in the restaurant ducks out and it's very clearly Dilton. Um, oh, good. Yes. Yep. Ambrose points out. The cool thing about childhood is that you get to make your own dreams come true as an adult. And Archie says that if that were true, he'd be in U2 at, and Ambrose's would be CBGB's, which is a weird reference for fucking Archie to make. What? See, I don't know if you know, CBGB's is like a famous punk club that was in New York in the 80s, like Sex Pistols played there a ton. And Archie would be playing with the band U2? It, yes, you too. With what? Bono like and the, the actual, Edge. <laughs> they it, name the band. They don't you call too, it like. Yes, no, it's you and two. What the fuck? Yeah. Also, why does Archie want to be in fucking U2? I know, of all the bands to want to be in. There's many better bands. And why didn't they just do a fake band like they always do? What? Yeah. And then at least you could be like, well, maybe in this fictional world, that's a better band than the real version. (laughs) You (laughs) too. That's what I thought. Um, It gets real wishy-washy for like a fucking, it's so sentimental right here, I have to say. Yeah. Um, Because Archie's like, I... He's like, I thought I would be a teenager forever. I never thought I'd grow up so fast. Now, that's interesting in the context of Archie being a permanent teenager. It is. It I brings always... me to the uh, Archie versus Predator 2, like, timeline smash. Yes, where they realize this and they're Yeah, they choose not them. to be teenagers anymore. Yeah. But go on. Uh, yeah, so he feels like he grew up too fast. And then Ambrose, there's... It's kind of a nice little montage, but Ambrose gives this whole speech, and he says, like, don't put away childish things. We get this whole montage of them playing pretend when they were little, where Uh it's like they're on their wooden horses, you know, playing cowboy, and then Mm -hmm. we see in their mind's eye that they were real cowboys, and we get, like, three of those. There's a war one, which is a little weird. Oh, that (laughs) is weird. think about them at war. Um, And then a pirate one, which also kind of weird, because pirates... Yeah. And then basically it ends with uh, this little, it was, Ambrose says, it was real because we believed it was real. And okay, maybe there isn't any buried treasure left for us to find, but are you seriously telling me we're too old to have any dreams left to make come true? Which ain't bad, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. And instead of reacting to this about himself, Archie redirects away from him and calls out Ambrose being like, well, what are you going to do about your dreams? It's like, Doesn't All right, Ambrose cool, like, own this diner? He does. Yeah, uh, I feel but like remember, it's working pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but his dreams were to own a 
fancy restaurant or a rock club. So, so he's, he's like, not living his dream. He owns a restaurant. It's like That's halfway not fancy there, enough, dude. Megan. Jesus. Put doilies <laughs> under the table or whatever. Under the table. <laughs> under the table. <laughs> <laughs> they won't know it's fancy, but the fancy will be there. It'll be in the mind, exactly. Yeah. Basically, Archie starts walking around the restaurant and pointing out how he could turn it into a rock club. Oh, uh, he's going rock club route, I guess. Yes. Um, he's like, you could build a stage here. I'll loan you some amplifiers. Yeah, build your fucking business on loaned amplifiers from Archie the shithead. It's, <laughs> it's a real great business model. It's going to be like two weeks and he's going to be like, I need those amps for a I show. I have a gig at the fucking airport again. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't Archie, care that you have a successful artist booked. <laughs> due to my help, too, um, Archie agrees that if Ambrose takes a chance on his own dream, Archie won't give up on his Are own dream. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck off, Archie. God. Cut to the street outside Pops. It's very atmospheric. It's pitch dark out. The only light is from Pops, and we see a downbeaten Reggie walk through the, like, light of the window. Wow. Yeah, it's very, like, very sad, honestly. He enters, um, and he greets Jughead and Midge, or as my voice to text said, greets Jughead and men. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, he greets Jughead and Midge, who is working at, or Jughead's at the counter. Midge is like doing the books. Reggie's like, hey, I already lost my job at Crankshaft, <laughs> which is a great name. Um, and Jughead's like, whoa, didn't you like just start there? And he's like, well, I, we, on certain business practices, we didn't see eye to eye. And we get a flashback where basically Reggie like, fights for the kid he's like hey man i i just want to check the car it's his first car he's just a kid i just want to have the mechanic look at it and crankshaft is like that costs me money unless you want it to come out of your salary then just get out there and sell the car and then reggie pulls the fucking wicked line you know i wish there'd been someone here to warn me when i bought my first car from you which makes me wonder why i ever wanted to work here in the first place i quit and he walks out, and then he does the, you all can't right, quit, I you're fired. Um, it's like, all right, dude, you really fucking got the last word in there. Yeah, good one. But yeah, Reggie, uh, you know, talks about how he has to job hunt again. Jughead's like, hey, keep an eye out for me, too. And then, I don't know, this is a little weird, because Midge is like, Jughead, stop being so dramatic. And Jughead's like, hey, man. I'm being realistic. I can't afford to buy this restaurant, which means that when it sells, I'll have to get a job. Yeah. and Which is fair. Um, he doesn't want his parents to get involved, uh, doesn't want them to risk their retirement on it, because he doesn't have the money, he can't get a loan. Also fair. Yeah, very fair. Um, around this point, uh, all of the faculty, so whether it be Grundy, Beasley, and Svensson come in, Jughead takes their order just as Moose and Veronica are showing up. Uh, we get a reminder from Waldo that he and Geraldine are engaged. And oh, then yeah. In three, I did forget within, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Glad they reminded me. Uh, and then within three panels, they move the wedding up from a few months out to a few weeks out. Just needed to fill some space, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this is Why the best did part. they need that when we discussed last time that there's 47 fucking issues of this comic? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're Don't trying worry. to pad it out to 50, I guess. At this point, <laughs> Beasley turns to Svensson and is like, oh, now God. what do you think about that? And he's like, 
I think I'm stupid for not proposing to you sooner. And then they get engaged, and then Grundy and Beasley are like, Thank "Let's God do a double all these wedding." People are paired. What? God damn it! And then Moose. Uh, is watching Midge talk to Jughead. He's like, um, I'll propose to Midge! <laughs> no, actually quite the opposite, which is nice. He's, oh, he's feeling some of his old anger. We see, like, it, like, pans down to, like, a, a clenched fist at his side. Uh-huh. And we get his inner monologue. He's like, it's still tough seeing Midge talk to other guys, but my anger's already cost me her love, and I don't want it to cost me her respect, too. And we see the fist... You know, unclench okay. and he's like i gotta remember what ilana is teaching me oh wait at which point ilana comes in and she's like hey come outside real quick i have a surprise for you boom it's a puppy oh, <laughs> and she gives what? and she just gives him she a puppy got it at veronica society party in my own name <laughs> yeah. game yeah there you go there Some is a r- random stuff. blind yoga teacher in the background there yeah uh while everyone is congratulating the happy couples Pop pulls Jughead into the back room, and he tells Jughead that another buyer has made a very generous offer for the rock or the record shop, the chocolate shop. <laughs> and now Jughead needs to give him his answer within thirty days. I mean, that's more than fair. No, it is. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, I was expecting it to be more dramatic and be like, "I need your answer within." 24 hours. Right. I already sold it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck later, off. Reggie and Veronica are the last ones to leave the party. And they talk about how, you know, they always were. Reggie says these days it's more so because he has nowhere else to be. Ronnie mentions the fact she's been lonely, too. She's like, May- I thought maybe it was just because I was alone in Europe. But even here with people all around me, I was alone or lonely. Yeah. Reggie's That's sad. It is. And Reggie tries to reassure her and be like, there's always going to be people who care about her or care about you. But she kind of like hand waves it away and she's like, that's a sweet thought. But truth is, too many people are too busy with their own problems to worry about me. That's also true. It is true. And she gets in her car and speeds off. Like not entirely, but people do get involved in their own lives. And it's true. But Reggie's left standing there kind of like hand in farewell, thinking not everybody and it's like reggie you're such a soft boy now i know right Um, i love it though well again they took all the evil out of him and put (laughs) it in mr lodge there yeah no it's true you couldn't have reggie running around being a dick because it'd just be like oh my god like there's not enough villainy in riverdale without too many dicks in this one yeah um we fade in on betty in her apartment with some friends just having tea talking about how bullshit Betty's job is. They're like, Told you they asked you. Episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were like, hey, they cut you, they cut your salary and they're asking you to do more work. That sucks. And Betty's like, yep, with the job market, I'm stuck here. Um, okay. In this economy. Yeah. Um, and then within like three panels, all her friends come up with the idea to give Betty a job at an art gallery, I think they like co-own, and they're mm. gonna give her a job as an art salesperson. I don't really know. It's not clear what job she'd be doing, but that, that happens. Sound like it would pay as much as her current job. Uh oh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Uh, a, a, an agent, an art agent. I don't really know what that means. Uh, yeah, they don't discuss the money at any point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is a little worrying. 
<laughs> yeah, that probably should be a question you ask when but changing jobs. <laughs> Betty is like, I guess I'm an art agent now. And then there's we hear a slam, and she's like, oh, that is the front door. I'm going to go tell Archie. I, I, I can't wait. And then oh, no. she finds him like in the fucking hallway, already like down the hallway with the toolbox, and he's like, oh, I just came to change and get the toolbox. I He doesn't say this, but he, I wasn't going to see my wife at all. God. And she asks him, what are you planning to build at this hour? And he grabs her in like a very dramatic gesture, like around the waist and like pulls her close, kind of like a, what is it? Uh, Gone like, with the Wind poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, just our future, baby. That's all. Okay. That's the end of that issue of Archie Marries Betty, number two. These are so long. They're so long. There's so much in them. And we have, let me do some quick (laughs) math. 33 more. more. (laughs) 33 more issues uh, that we have to get through. So buckle up, folks, because this is going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, yeah. All right, well, I think think that'll do it for us. That'll do it, yeah. We can start wrapping it on up here. Um, I (laughs) spaced out for a second there. (laughs) Before we get to our uh, admin, uh, we have our recommendations. um, And if you have one, you can go ahead. I've got one ready, though. Uh, Yeah, I have one. We can go either way. Yeah, go for it. What do you got for us, Meg? You know, we're in the new year, and I've mm-hmm. been feeling a little nostalgic, uh, and I wanted to recommend the artist Sophie. She passed at the beginning of last year. She was an incredible, influential trans woman hyper-pop artist yeah. who did producing for some pretty big names, Rihanna included. Oh. And her album, Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides, okay. uh, is just beautiful. Starts with the song It's Okay to Cry, which does make me cry every time I hear it. And it's uh, okay. listen to Yeah, it's it's perfect. <laughs> she's yeah. telling you that the whole yeah, time. That's awesome. Um so yeah, listen to that album and Sophie and you know, I just was paying my respects to her this month as an incredible artist. Hell yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. my recommendation. That is Sophie. Any spelling on that we should know? No. If you search Sophie Hyperpop, you should cool. find her. No problem. Awesome. That's, yeah. All right. Well, uh, as my suggestion, uh, something else apart from Archie Comics that you should consume is actually going to be one that I you recommended to me originally, Megan. Um, nice. And it's because my girlfriend and I just watched one of his videos the other day. Uh, it's going to be the YouTube channel Defunct Land. Oh, um, hell yeah. Which, I yeah, Megan and I are both huge fans of. I think they've seen a little bit more than me because he started doing, like, full documentary-length episodes, which mm-hmm. are amazing. Anyway, before I get too into the weeds, Defunct yeah. Land is a YouTube channel where a guy named Kevin Perjurer, I don't know if that's a real name or a screen name, uh, but he basically just does starts, like, 15 to 20-minute YouTube videos where he goes into the history of a defunct like no longer existent extant uh aspect of theme parks mostly disney a lot of disneyland and disney world all the different parks there but he goes into king's island like six flags american adventure whatever the fuck that (laughs) one's called um and it's just so fascinating uh he does such an amazing job at his like research and the way he presents it they're so easy to watch and listen to 
And then his new videos are getting insanely impressive. Like his, his production, his production quality values. has always been really good, but yes. it has just gotten better. Yes. Did you watch so, the uh, la- the fast the, the pass fast one pass. yet? Yes, he does an hour and forty five mu- so minute good. documentary about the history and science behind fast pass. Yeah. in the Disney parks. There's this point in the documentary where he's like, well, to get any more actual information, you need to like hire some engineer to do like complicated mathematical models on like fake, you know, parks and that's crazy. So anyways, I did that and yeah. it's amazing. Uh the links he goes to to like make a point or show you something is just it's really brilliant. You can tell that he loves what he's doing yeah. um, and he's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, defunct land. Extreme literally amount of care. Yes, literally any of the videos are yeah. fantastic. Probably my favorite though. Um. Oh fuck, what is it? I really love the Tomb Raider ride at Kings Island. That's yeah. a good one. I miss. I, I wish that we had been able to go to that. But yeah, uh, that's my recommendation. And if we have nothing else, I'll just dive right on into that admin. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, you can find everything we do at our website. That's going to be RiverdaleHighAV.club. That's got links to our social media, which is our Twitter and our Instagram. That's got our email on there. It's got our pod chaser and our Patreon. You can check all of that out if you feel like it. Tell a friend about us. Tweet about us. Send an email to your grandma about us. Anything just to uh, spread the word about our show. We really do appreciate it when you guys do that. And that's really the main way we get new listeners. Uh, So if you feel moved, that would be a real neat thing to do. Um, But that's pretty much it on my part. Do you have anything else, Meg? I sure don't. All right. Well, this has been the Riverdale High AV Club. I have been Ezra. And I've been Megan. And we'll see you at the Chocolate Shop. Bye. Bye. Is there a oh, theme no. for this I've week's? I've oversteeped uh... my tea. Wait a minute. Oh, you're fine. Hang on. Oh, you want me to cut that great audio content? As... <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I didn't yeah. realize that this was the deluxe episode for the Patreon. <laughs> they get to hear all our tea clinkings. <laughs> the tea episode. The tea Spilling episode. that tea. No. Uh, okay. Episode 90. So this theme... Tea.